0: Good evening, everyone. This is Ciara, and I'm back. Welcome to the Deep Impartation. Today, we're going to be talking about domestic violence. Domestic violence is for the month of October. Well, domestic violence happens every day. Um, but this is this, the um domestic violence awareness mall. My mom had did a podcast about domestic violence, and basically speaking, her truth and um i just felt led to let you guys know that i'm also was a victim of domestic violence when i was in a relationship with my first son's father we were together on and off for 8 years that's a very long time we were together since we were like 18 19 years old and in the beginning everything was okay you know we were friends we would chill together drink together that was about it Then We got into a relationship And as we had got into the relationship We had began to you know start seeing each other I moved in with him I left up the, the house where I was and, and then I moved in with him So when I had moved in with him You know things took a turn For the worst You know So a year after me moving in I ended up pregnant with My actually which would have been my first child it was my first child living but it was actually my um second um i never told you guys previously um when i was 17 years old i had an abortion that's for another date so i had uh decided that okay you know what we've been together for this long um Why not us, you know, try to work on having a family? Little did I know that's not what he wanted. Um, What was so bad and sad about the whole situation was I did wind up pregnant. It was like, um, I had my son January the 4th, 2006. The same one that I told you from the previous podcast about him being incarcerated. So what happened was was that... um, as we were in a relationship, like I said, things started getting out of control. He didn't. He were che- He was cheating on me constantly. I was catching females. Um, I wanted to fight everyone, and you know how it is. Like sometimes, sometimes us as females or males in relationships, you know, you want to be the one and the only one. But when you're young like that, it's like you sometimes you don't get it. And the reason why I'm saying that you don't get it is because. How can you expect someone to love you when you weren't love? How can you expect someone to love you when you weren't, um, where you weren't love? How can you expect someone? How can you expect someone to love you when their parents were in love? How can you like, you know, love is something that has to be passed down. Love is something that love is something that has to be, nurtured like you don't just wake up like you know what I love you no it's something that's love is something that's deeply and heartfelt like you you're not gonna slap your wife or your husband and be like I love you that's not love so you know sometimes a lot of us have absent parent issues um maybe an absent mom an absent dad and we're looking for love from that other human being so you wind up trauma bonding Because that person might be lacking, you're lacking, and it's like, now you guys are a couple, and then it becomes toxic. So back to what I was saying. So I wound up pregnant with my son, or whatever the case, and basically we were like in the process of moving um, to his mom's house. We went from living on our own to, you know, moving in his mom's house. So as we were moving in his mom's house, his mom was like, oh, um, she was excited. She had just lost her husband. And different things like that You know I helped around the house Because there was another female in the house But little did I know That was all a smokescreen So like I said I wound up pregnant with our son Or whatever And I told him I was like oh snap I think I'm pregnant So I went and peed on the stick I was excited Like super excited Like you know this is my first child Me and my child's father Is going to be together Mm -mm, That's not what he wanted And I know a lot of us can relate to that So um, what I did was I told him about it. He gave me an ultimatum. The ultimatum was, if I keep the baby, I can't stay there. And if I don't keep the baby, then I can stay there. This is my second child. I just had an abortion four years prior to this. I'm keeping my baby. Okay, he gave me two days to decide. 48 hours. So within 48 hours... He was like, "Oh, so what are you gonna do?" So I'm like, "Yo, I'm keeping my baby." This man kicked me out. He kicked me out. So I went from him kicking me out, him, you know, putting me and my basically, you put me and your unborn child out. I wound up living with my friend, and then me and her had wound up like with a little room or whatever that was a spot. But previous to that. No, I see like when I got pregnant with my son is when the trauma started with him hitting me. Um, I remember I found out that he was cheating on me the whole time, telling me a whole, whole bunch of, oh, I want to be with you. The kid going to be good. Da-da-da-da. The whole works. Um, came in one day. A woman was in a hoi with him. He's laying on her lap, all kind of stuff. I went crazy. I'm like, oh, this is why you're not answering your phone this that and the third okay make a long story short he pushed me so now I'm pregnant about five six months pregnant you pushed me let's not even take into consideration that you never came to any doctor's visits. you didn't even know what we were really having and I kept it away from him for a while so after that or whatever we had decided that you know what We're gonna um, go our separate ways. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I'm done. So the rest of my pregnancy, I actually spent uh, living with my paternal aunt, which isn't my mom at the time. So we would get into like real physical altercations to the point that it became toxic. He was pulling a gun out on me. Um, I had a couple of busted lips. I remember one one year from my birthday, and this is even after our child was born, that one year from my birthday, I wore a cast on my arm. I never had any black eyes, but all the physical trauma was everything but my face. And I think because if anyone would have known that we were fighting, they would have probably looked at him a certain way. So I think he was more more so trying to like like do bodily harm to everywhere else, but... Um, my face another thing that that used to go on that take place was like you know I would fight back because one I witnessed my dad beating on my mom so now here's more trauma bonding and then his dad used to beat on his mom more trauma bonding so we um I would just sit there and just allow this man to hit me and then when I get up and fight back it was 10 times worse um like I said, he even pulled the gun out on me. He had pulled the gun out on me. Uh, he choked me one time. Um, I remember breaking his fingers in the door. I remember him, like I said, hitting me. Um, my arms sore, my legs sore, bruises everywhere. Like, I'm talking about... And I'm dark skin. So, if I'm that dark and I have bruising, you know that it had to, like, really, really been bad. So, um... I'm to the point like, all right. Okay, so we're going to put the icing on the cake. We're going to fast forward. So fast forward like almost to us. Amir was three months at the time. Um, but he was moving a little bit too fast. You know how they say that when a person about to have another baby. Um, when a person have another, have another baby that the child moves a lot faster. So, um, that's what was going on with Amir. Amir had teeth. Amir was walk, trying to walk, everything. I'm like, oh, ooh, hold on, hold on. I just had you. You're only three, four months. What are you doing? Come to find out, his dad had someone else pregnant. Make a long story short, whatever the case may be, from near, things started to go left. I found out about another female pregnant. Now, things are starting to go left. It When I say left, it went left real fast. Um, he stopped spending time with me and my son. Um... It was just like it was like basically like the relationship was just so toxic, like I would put my hands on him, he put his hands on me, and then it was like then it was to the point that he had an order protection against me, um I didn't live there, so it didn't even matter, so you know basically basically the the you know he was making it seem like you know I was just around to be around, and I'm just sweating him, but all along. All along, it, was, it wasn't it was just me, it was him too. Like, you, like, we were so toxic to each other to the point, like, um, if he's cheating, I'm cheating. And then we'll come back together. Like, you know, like, it was just like, like I said, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. I really was. I was looking for love in all the wrong places because my dad didn't love me. My dad didn't care for me. My dad didn't wasn't there for me. So I'm looking at it like, damn, like, I finally got a man, you know, that... I think loves me and he wants to be there for me. And all along, that's not what it was. It was more so, you know what? It's more of a control issue. So you know what? You stay in this house. I can have my cake and eat it too. But as soon as I find out then, or I do what you do, it's a problem. And that's another thing us for us as women that we have to stop thinking that, guess what? I got my lick back. That's not cool. Because then when we have all these different kind of, Titles, then it becomes a problem. You know, we have our music industry that's glorifying now, you know, women degrading themselves. Back in the day, that was not cool. That was not cool at all. It was not cool for a woman to walk around degrading herself. It was not cool for a woman to walk around um, being called the H word, you know. So us as women have to do a lot better than what we're doing now. I don't knock anybody of how you get money and how you get music, but I feel like we should have limitations. We should have better expectations in ourselves as women. Um, a lot of us, our, our women are abused women coming from you know being sexually abused like I was, um, being physically abused like I was, um, mentally, verbally abused like I was. So it's like, why wouldn't we want better for ourselves? But instead we just carry on this toxic cycle And these are the men that we gravitate to or the families and stuff that we gravitate to. And then we create these within our own children, our own community, our own culture. And then we can't get mad when it's history repeating itself. You know, that's just like how, you know, it was in slavery time where, um, you know, the dark, the dark, um, tone people, you know, didn't get as much as the lighter tone people. And, the reason why is because oh they're you know they're black like black might be black like you know the cult like a a, a curtain or something like that you know they like real real dark have dark pigmentation and it's like they're not getting the same reaping the same benefits as someone who has lighter tone because you know nine out of ten times the lighter tone ones belong to the master so you know us as 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 a group of people of African American society minorities need to do a lot better than what we're doing stop glorifying the fact that a man is putting his hands on you that's not love if you have a parent that was not there for you we have to learn to heal from that I've learned to heal from the trauma with my dad not being there um when my dad took sick I was right there with him you know I could have said oh I hate you you weren't there for me you know I could have said all of that but why what am i getting out of it you know if you have an absent mother that wasn't there, don't mean that you, you know, you go to a female and you're looking for a female to be your mom. No, we're not your mom. Yes, we're nurturers by nature, but in the same sense, um, we're not your mom. We didn't bring you into this world. So we have to stop trauma bonding. One, stay out of these toxic relationships. We have to do better. And you know, when it comes time to the, the community of doing, you know, dealing with toxic relationships it's not cool. It's It's really, really not. You know, and then remember, and then we want up bring kids into this world, and these kids picking up on our same habits, same everything that they see. Remember, we are our children's first teacher. So everything that our children see us do, they learn from us. Everything that our children mimic, they come from us. Remember, the learning and the growth starts from home. So whatever we're implementing in our homes are the same things that our children are gonna display in the in the streets. So if you if your child is loud and raunchy. Because at home, you're loud, raunchy. You're with your friends. You're smoking weed. You're doing whatever you do. I don't knock whatever no one does. I have nothing against anyone that chooses to smoke weed. But I don't do it and I don't drink. But like I said, however you are in in the privacy of your own home is how your child is going to display her behavior. You have some children who just rebellious and don't care, you know, but nine out of ten times, there's something that's deep. It's a it's a it's a root. It's a root that we have to, you know, grab up and just, you know, allow God to just, you know, work on that root. Like, you know, God just uplift anything that is not of you and just allow him to remove those those deep roots because. It's nothing but a cycle and what a cycle does, it comes right back around 360 degree turn, just like the earth tilts on the axis. Ooh, excuse me. And um, and that's what's going on now that a lot of children now are just. All over the place You you have young girls in relationships Getting teeth knocked out um, Black eyes because they seen it at home first No it's not cool And you know We don't realize the effect that we have On our children Until you start asking questions Like "Um, how did you feel When I was in a relationship with such and such You find out the child doesn't like them You start to find out that the child um, hated them actually Because they hurt someone that they love Which is their mom you know or their dad Um, oh yeah this person was you know messing around with this person the whole time and then all of a sudden it's like the child's seeing this and the child's like you know what if this happened in my home then I know I could go out in the street and do the same thing no we have to do better as a community we have to do better as society and now it's, it's becoming so broad because it's so glorified now look at you turn on your, your internet you turn on the tv that's the first thing you see that's the first thing that you see um, my son was a product of that You know, that, that my son was a product of Me and his dad mishaps Um, his dad wasn't around He was an absent parent So now my son is incarcerated But guess what, he just repeated the cycle His father's a first time offender, so is my son He's the first time offender Um, his dad will be coming home soon After doing 15 years My son been in here for a year and a half We don't even know how many years he's about to do Like I said, I'm not going to speak on it Because it's still an ongoing case But, um is it that, you know, nothing is too big or too small for God. And that's what I learned. I had to learn to, like, forgive those who hurt me. We have to learn forgiveness. Forgiveness is imperative for all of us. Sometimes forgiveness is not just for you. Sometimes it's sometimes for the other person, too. You know, sometimes we don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to give forgive this person. I don't want to do this with this person. But why not? Why not? You know, nobody's saying that you have to be with this person. Nobody saying you have to speak to this person. Ask God, like, when is the right time to forgive a person? Sometimes he'll show you. Sometimes he'll bring the person right back around. There was times that I thought I didn't have to apologize to people, and they came right back around, and I apologized. And I don't care if it was from 20 years ago. I don't care if it was 25 years ago. I still had to apologize. Because you don't know how how much you could hurt a person. I had people come to me and tell me, like, you were so mean when you were young. Little did they know I was going through a lot. But... I still had to apologize. That's not, that's not a reason for me acting the way I acted towards them. No, it wasn't. And it's not right. So, like I said, you know, when it comes time to life, life is like one big circle. It comes right back around. You know, they, the Bible says it reaps what you sow. You reap what you sow. You know, a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit. Be careful to seeds that you plant. You know, you, you want to be careful of them seeds that you plant because them them seeds come back around. Them seeds sometimes be careful of them seeds that you um you're planting too because you water them and they come they grow into a tree. And guess what? Some of them can't be uprooted. So you know, if you're a mom and you're sitting and you're letting your child smoke weed in your house, remember that's gonna turn into a party. You're allowing your, your 15, 16 year old child to drink. Remember, that child still is growing up. That child is going to eventually do what? Disrespect you. That child is eventually going to be like, "Um, probably stand up to you. Probably want to fight you. And then you'll be calling the cops. You know? So it's like, if I instill knowledge into my child and let my child know the dangers of society, then my child will know like, you know what? My mom is shielding me for a reason, but maybe the child might not do it so blatantly in your face. Maybe the child might... You might go to a friend house it's just it, you just want to always create boundaries between you and your child you are not your child's friend one you birth this child into the world so your job as a mother or father is to make sure that this child is loved and nurtured you know into the best and always you know always give your child back to god You know, I don't know. You know, it's going to be a lot of people that listen to this that might be against it because, you know, a lot of people don't believe in giving their children back to God. Some people don't even believe in God. But like I said, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But sometimes as as human beings, like, you know, we want to do things our way. But then what about when things start to go downhill? What about when things, you know, you wonder why this happened and this happening? You know, got to got to start this, you know, shake some things up in your life because he's trying to get your attention. So. I'm a stern, I'm a, I'm a stern and firm believer in God, so that's how I got through a lot of, a lot of my days. That's how I got, you know, I knew how to call on the name Jesus. I knew how to call on His name. I knew how to, you know, bend my knees and pray even before my son even got, you know, got incarcerated, I told you guys like in my previous um episode that yes, I was in the shower crying hysterically and I just could not stop crying. And I was like, God, you created him your own likeness and your own image. You know, remember we are all children of God. So I'm like, this is your child. Take your child. I don't know what to do with your child. I'm at what's in with your child. So, you know, like I said, we all have our moments where, you know, we like, dang, we got to, you know, but I, I, I wouldn't have it no other way. I give all my problems to God. I leave everything at the altar. I lay it all at the altar. It, my children, my life, anything, any situation I have, I lay it all at the altar. i am like, God, here you go. Because God said you could cast your burdens on him, you know. But like I said, the weapon been going to form, but it ain't going to prosper. But back to what I was saying, you know, like I said, we're not children's friend. And we have to get out of that. Like, I don't want to party with my 15-year-old son or my 17-year-old son. Like, I'm not his friend. I'm his mother. Create boundaries with our children. We have to learn to create healthy boundaries with our children. And when your child is going through something, don't take it out on this child. Like, oh, because you got an attitude. I got an attitude. No. No. Um, Sometimes and try to, you know, see what's going on. Like, can I help you in any kind of way? Maybe that child will come back around. You know, um, like try to like have family meetings like, oh, how can I improve myself as a parent? Because sometimes let me tell you, children. Um, when children critique you, it can be like really harsh, but I'd rather my children critique me than me to go out there and think I'm the best parent ever. And my child is out here, you know, screwing everybody. You understand? So it's like it's like things like that. So, you know, sometimes you want to improve as a child, build better, you know, relationships with your children, you know, get to know them better, you know, have, have dates, mommy and daughter dates, daddy and son dates, or daddy and daughter dates. And, you know, however, vice versa, you know, and I'm, I'm learning to, I'm learning to create healthy boundaries with my children. You know, um, if they're on the field playing basketball, I'm right there. Um, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm right there cheering my daughters on. And when they're in the living room doing cartwheels or they dancing or whatever, like, you know, because it's like, you create these boundaries, and then these children learn to respect you. You know, the Bible says, train up a child, in, you know, so, and the way that they should go. So, I just thank you all for listening in with me. And I pray that I bless someone, I encourage someone. Um, and just thank you for just, you know, you guys are just amazing. You know, my new audience. Like I said, welcome to a deeper impartation with Ciara. And I hope you all have a blessed one. And I'm out.